Hello, my name's Jack Frimston. And I'm Sarah Tabar. So my friend Jack is an ex-indie pop star. His band were once crowned London's best buskers. They toured with Madness, the Beach Boys, George Ezra, and even supported Tom Jones a few times. He's since had about a million different jobs. I've lost track. And he's travelled all around the world, literally cruising from country to country. And I think most of the time his glass is half full, but he can get easily grumpy. All right, enough of that. And my friend Sarah is a very happy-go-lucky girl who is working her way through the world of music and radio she has a huge passion for following up and coming act and she even worked as an assistant producer for bbc radio 6 ooh la la check her out you wouldn't say her glass is half full you would say it is brimming full to the top with positivity it's my friend sarah tabar so we consider ourselves to be as happy as larry most of the time i think but we want to know who is this larry guy and why is he always so happy So there seems to be a few theories out there already, so you might have read that Larry was an Australian boxer named Larry Foley in the 1890s, many, many years ago. He won the biggest prize of about $150,000, and a newspaper article in New Zealand had the headlines, Happy as Larry. And guess what? That phrase stuck. But we want to delve deeper and find out who Larry would be in today's world of Instagram, Netflix, Love Island and all of that and work out what makes him so happy and why so many of us may compare our happiness to him. So join us each week when we'll be having a chat about happiness in many different aspects of our lives in a quest to find out who's Larry and why he's so happy. In the last episode, Jack, you mentioned Australia and America a few times, and I thought it'd be interesting to delve a bit deeper into this and the whole travelling thing and why it makes people so happy. And I think it's good to look at whether it is tangible, materialistic things that do make people happy, or if it is those experiences that you can hang on to for the rest of your life that really do bring joy and happiness into into your life. And I wonder which one it is that Larry prefers. Anyway, this is Who's Larry? So, the plan is, I'm going to pass my test, then next thing you know, I'll be uh, driving on Route 66 in like maybe a, a pink Cadillac with my hair in the wind and One Direction blasting out and it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful moment. Living the absolute high life. You were in America recently, weren't you? Yes, so I was living in America. I was living in Miami for six months, so... Ooh. I got a job out there um, singing on a cruise ship. So it was quite cool, but we didn't really get to see much of America. And as much as, like a lot of the places, with cruise ships it's amazing, like you get to go to so many different countries, but places like the Caribbean don't really like appeal to me. Really? Why? Well, I'm not too bothered, like like we said last week, if it's too hot I get too irritable and I get all (laughs) all frustrated and moody. And these places are beautiful, but all there is is sand and sea and overpriced rum cocktails. So, like, for the first two weeks, it was amazing, and then you kind of get a bit bored of it. I mean, for me, the the dream the dream trip, which is why I'm doing my driving test, I'll have you know, is I'm going to, eventually, one day in the future, I'm going to rent a car, going to start at the north, maybe... Maybe Canada, maybe maybe Seattle, who knows, come all the way down the West Coast, nip into LA, 
go and have go and have some lunch in some of those posh cafes in Beverly Hill. Just Walk, pop in. Yeah, pop in, just for the day. Uh, no, I want to spend a load of time on the West Coast, kind of explore there, go into Las Vegas, and then just kind of, I feel like every Gamble little... Gamble all your money away. I, yeah, that's the one. But I want to get like a little, um, one of those camper vans, or like um, a school bus that's been renovated. Is that a thing? But can you can you get a school bus that's been renovated? I think you can, or I, or you or you've got to renovate. I don't know. I saw it on a a film once. I think they did it. Maybe I'll have to renovate my own one. But you know, like those big yellow buses from the yeah, films. That you, would be cool. And you get one of those. So that's the dream. And then I want to go to like Nashville, New Orleans, like the musicy places. Have you been to America? Yeah, I have. I've been to. I've done the West Coast because we've got some family there. Oh, so, where, where do your um, family live? San Francisco, LA, and San Diego. And then there's some on the other side in Boston and New York. They're like my top three places. So when I go, <laughs> I'm going to hit you up. Um, hit up the Tabars. I, I I was in Boston for about three hours once on a layover. And honestly, I thought I was going to love Boston because I'd heard like cool things. It's like, Boston, they say quaffy. Um <laughs> Are you not a fan? I absolutely hated it. They, really? The people were so rude and they didn't... So I got oh, no. I got lost, like, trying to find... I was like, excuse me, do you know where the flight is to London? And they were like, no, we only... No, we only uh, we only do oh, internal flights. It's an awful accent, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I don't remember... To be fair, family that we've got near Boston is, like, a little bit further out. But I remember maybe spending... I think maybe we did just go in there for, for a day. And I think I quite liked it. I felt like it seemed... It reminded me a bit of London. Maybe that's why, because the people are all really <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't remember it as well as the rest of, like, the West Coast. And San Francisco is definitely my favourite. And I think a lot of people from... Like, a lot of Europeans say that, because it's quite, like... It's the most kind of European city in America, I think. Yeah. <laughs> or at least from what I've seen. Like, you can walk around. It's not like LA is so car-based. Like, you can't get around without a car, really. And that's why I've never really in- enjoyed LA Because you that don't much. drive. <laughs> yeah, well, because I can't drive. <laughs> but, like, you can't really just go and walk around. Um, One of the songs I'm listening to at the moment, and this is why my obsession for San Francisco is that there's a Circle Wave song. Called, uh, oh, yeah. called San Francisco, and it's like where Monday feels like a Saturday, which is a, a good like thing, obviously, for the theme of the podcast. But like, why do you reckon people are more relaxed or like people are happier in San Francisco and all these kind of compared to where? I don't know. In general, why does why does LA get such a big rep? Is it because of the, the sunshine and all that's all the opportunities? Yeah, LA is probably because of the whole you know, Hollywood and how it's depicted in movies and stuff. So everyone's like, wow, LA. And obviously, like, there is the beach and the sunshine and it's got that kind of surfery image. <laughs> the surfery dude image. I don't know. <laughs> and I think that's probably why people... And, like, you know, it's all about movies there and you know, arts and stuff. And maybe that's why people are so kind of into it. Yeah, I hope the people um, are happier there than they were in Boston. They were so grumpy. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> It looked so rude, oh. and it looked like it just—it just looked like Sheffield. It didn't look like you know, like you see American. Like my first time in Miami, I was like, "Whoa, this is this is America." Yeah, maybe that's what it is as well. Like Boston's not—I don't know—it's completely different image to somewhere like LA, which is on the beach and the big, beautiful houses and stuff. Yeah, it's the culture shock. There is there is something about being away from home. I, I don't know what it is. It's because I've spent like the last 
two years. It, like, it was it was mental. Like, up until two years ago, I'd, I'd just done your typical European yeah. trips. And then within, like, the space of two years, like, I got a couple of, like, singing gigs out. So I went, <laughs> in one year, I went to um, Uruguay, Argentina, uh, Pakistan, and Japan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a shop over in Islamabad, and we were meant to go to a hotel, but our visas got declined. So I spent <laughs> 24 hours in Islamabad airport. That's hilarious. And, and every every six hours, that uh, some of the guards would come over, they'd like give you a little kick, and they'd just bring you like a <laughs> like a chicken burger. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> they, they were, you know what? The, the people in Islamabad Airport, compared to the people of Boston Airport, were lovely. Like, and they, and they kept saying, they were like, we have, a, we have a really bad reputation, so we're really trying to be nice to people. But Aww. the one thing I remember from Islamabad Airport, like, the, the staff were lovely, but I don't know if you've ever done this, and it, it made me very unhappy. Um, there was, like, free Wi-Fi. So I clicked it and I was like buzzing, yeah. I'm going to be here for 24 hours if I can watch Netflix. Oh, or... it's only limited. Well, no, it wasn't even that. <laughs> it said, make sure you make a copy of your password. I was like, ah, I've seen these before. Worst case scenario, I'll, ju- I'll just get a new password. No, oh, no, that was it. 24 hours. No, no. Wait, why did you need a copy of your password? I don't, I don't know. You, you had to, like, like it gave you, like, a personalised password that you needed to, like, make a oh, copy of. Oh, no. I'm one of these people that just presses next, next, next. Didn't oh, make no. a copy of That's it. Annoying. And then my mate, he had internet, and I didn't have internet for 24 And then even worse, coming back, we had another 24 hours and still no internet. <laughs> it's all right, though. I learned my lesson. You survived. I learned my lesson. If someone says, make a note of this for the future, what do you do? Yeah, you do it. You, you make, make the note. You make that note. <laughs> Although missing a connecting flight or losing baggage in a foreign airport is sure to boost your anxiety, travelling has been scientifically proven to lower stress levels and rather dramatically. According to one study, three days after taking a vacation, travellers report feeling less anxious, more rested and in a better mood. Interestingly, these benefits tend to linger for weeks after the trip has ended, which means travelling's a good thing. So, yeah, like, travelling had never been, like, one of those things. But I think from travelling, like, I've done, like, the, like, a week in Japan, which was amazing, um, but I, I sometimes one of the things I struggle with is I can't sit still. Like I, I feel like if I'm in a foreign land, I like force happiness on myself. Like I was traveling. Yeah, you feel like you have to make the most of your yeah, time and, and it, see everything. Looking back and realizing, like for other people that I've been with, I was traveling around Asia with friends, and they were like, "Just calm down. Just like we can go out later. We can go for a sleep this afternoon." I was like. No, there'll be no sleeping. We will we will go and see Bangkok. I will walk until my feet are tired. And people are like, it's fine. And then, like, they'd be like, oh, we, we fancy a, a burger. We might go to um, Hard Rock Cafe. And I was like, no, we can't go to Hard Rock Cafe. We're in Asia. We must eat, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Asian food, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I've also had that, like, I never really, um, like, the whole travelling thing never really appealed to me that much. Why do you think like, it is? I don't, I don't know. Obviously, I do enjoy it when I go on holidays and like see new countries and eat new foods and stuff like that. But I think I've just never been like the most adventurous person. (laughs) And like, I think it's a nice idea. But then 
I always like keep myself quite or try and keep myself quite busy at home. Yeah. Like as in in London doing things like seeing people and I like being around like my friends and going to gigs or whatever and like being with my family that I just find I never really ha- I never gave myself the time to kind of go off for like a month. This is one of the things that baffles me is when like people go traveling on their own. Like it really does like the- I can I can see the appeal of it because for me the one thing that do- that I do find really exciting about it is the whole like meeting new people me and my friend went to Lisbon for a festival and we stayed in a hostel loads of people staying there were also going to this festival and yeah. like, we just met loads of new people and then that when I was once I'm out there doing these things then I get really into it and I want to carry on like once we were there we were like let's just book somewhere else and go somewhere else <laughs> from here um, and you kind of really get into that mindset but I do find the thought of going on your own a bit terrifying and I, pro- I wouldn't do it, but I can kind of understand why people do. Because then also you can do your own thing and you don't have to rely on other people and wait around for other people Yeah, you know, if you want to get up and go and do something or see something. I like the idea of sharing that opportunity with like people, though, and it's, it's quite... Yeah. I, d- I don't know. Like, I think the closer I get to 30, the more it attracts me to go and travel on my own, just, just for the pure out-of-the-comfort-zone thing. But I think one, one of the things with travelling is what I've established over kind of doing a month in Asia and stuff like that is I, I like the short bursts. Like for me, when when I'm traveling, I like chuck myself into the culture. So I'm like, right, we're in snails. Uh, no, we're not in snails. We're in, we're in Paris. I'm going to eat snails or Bangkok. So I'm going to eat a spider on a stick or, or anything that's kind of going on. See, that's what I couldn't do. I could not eat the weird animals. and You, you couldn't eat a spider? Oh my god, no! I like I just don't understand why. Why? Why would you do that? What's just, the point? It's just like crunchy parsnips. It's, uh, it's absolutely fine. But the thing that that kind of puts me off. This like, is how you get weird diseases. <laughs> this is this is what ruins the world. Exactly. Uh, no, I think the thing that like puts me off, like traveling, like, like living and working abroad, I think is different because you're kind of there and you're settled, but. When I was backpacking round, I did I did backpacking round Europe for six weeks, and I've done it round Asia for a month. It just throws your routine out the window, so you have no routine. So it's kind of hard to, do you know what I mean? Like remain yeah. in that kind of positive headspace. I mean, it, although yeah, every day is exciting and you're doing new things. Like I said earlier, you're forcing yourself to kind of have fun. In a sense, because you, <laughs> like, cause you don't want to miss any opportunity. But then with yeah. that also comes the added pressure of like, right, well, I'm in, I'm in Bangkok for three nights. Bangkok is known for its nightlife. And by the end of it, I, like, I didn't want to go out. I, like, I wanted yeah. to do things in the day, but then you want to do things in the, the night. And then you, you kind of burn the candle at both ends. So like you're drinking and you're partying and you kind of – it kind of – takes its toll on you and then all of a sudden you're seeing things but you're not very happy I know what you mean like you kind of just exhaust yourself doing things that you feel like you should do um especially with like we mentioned it last week but with the whole social media thing and people kind of posting all of this stuff and once you've posted you're out traveling you maybe you feel like you have to keep that up and you have to keep showing people mm. how much you're doing and how active you are and you know, how that you're seeing every single thing and all of that and really making the most of it. So I don't know if that maybe contributes to that. I think I think it definitely does for a lot of people. I mean, for me personally, like, the, the whole time I was in Asia, I might have put, like, four or five photos up. Like, I really didn't 
like one once a week or two a week I'd, I'd post something up because the wi-fi was limited i was like you know what i just want to be in this moment and i really tried to yeah. make a thing of it that's good but but even when you take social media out of it just the whole presence of like having to know we must we've got to do this and like we've got to tick 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 all the boxes it was yeah. just, that was so mentally draining on but then you do have so many like there, there's something about just sitting on the beach with a beer knowing that you've got i think what what traveling does or a holiday does is you kind of forget about everything else for a while yeah the real world knowing that you're going somewhere or like a region that will constantly have nice weather (laughs) and you just have no pressures of work or anything and you can kind of just live this amazing life with no worries (laughs) for a month it's a form of like escapism in a sense yeah and then but then but then the downside is and I know that so many people that have traveled have have spoken to me about this is obviously the lows when you get back home it's like yeah like once you've been traveling for a month and you're kind of used to doing new and exciting things every day then you get back home and you're like what what do I do now oh yeah back to like a normal real life routine that's not that exciting (laughs) yeah it's just but that happens with everything really like even if you just you know most big things that you might do like go on a just a one week holiday you come back and you're a bit like oh <laughs> like post holiday blues or, yeah it's just the know, adjustment anything of anything no i, I away think so. from normal life i agree so what is where would you say in the world if you could pinpoint is the happiest you've ever been where in the world yeah <laughs> i don't know i find like i've i have a great time every time i go on a holiday and i'm pretty much always happy i, I don't know if i could pick one like, was it there... probably would be somewhere that I've been. That Lisbon trip that I mentioned probably was one of my favourites. Like, that that became one of my favourite European cities after that trip. Yeah. Um, it's just such a fun city. The food was so good. People were, like, just so nice. And, you know, that was a really, really, really good trip. Um, but it's not really that far from home either. Like, America's cool. Um, but it's never really appealed to me that much as somewhere that I'd want. I don't know, it's because it's like quite, I don't know, it's just like another kind of English-speaking country, <laughs> kind of similar to the UK in some ways. I think that's um, what it is. I think it's the fact that everybody speaks English, so I, I kind of, <laughs> I'm in like an exotic land, but I still can speak the language. <laughs> that is true. It's definitely less daunting when you know that everyone speaks the same language as you. I saw a psychic last year and they said that I was going to, live in america but not miami so i'm intrigued i think i could live there i mean i think it like for the it's just so car oriented like i just want to be able to go out for a walk (laughs) yeah but then again that is more la than anywhere else but um i don't know i don't really feel the vibes in america i've always wanted to go to australia that is one place i've always wanted to go like since i was a kid i don't know if it's because i watched loads of home and away when i was younger (laughs) (laughs) it's all about the neighbors I uh, know, exactly, but they've got a great accent and the weather's always nice there and everyone just seems super happy. <laughs> Australia's beautiful and when you kind of, instead of like getting the tube, they get like little boats that take you from oh my port God, to port. That's so you just so like, cute. And it's like $2, so you, like, you get a boat trip, which normally people would pay like 30, 40 bucks for. And it's like, it's, I was like, I would pay so much money for this. And people were like, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah we're just trying to get to work. I was like, this is it's amazing. <laughs> But then they have loads. Of, this is another thing that I think um, puts me off traveling. I think I've just been like 
grown up in a very sheltered house <laughs> and, <laughs> and the thought of all the potential natural disasters really freaks me out so like all the bushfires that happen in Australia or like earthquakes and tsunamis <laughs> I get really freaked out you said London sorry to but no, but I'd still like to go. <laughs> just, just so for I a just few need days. To overcome, I just need to overcome those fears. I know. In the modern world that we live in. Is there anything this week that's made you super happy? Do you know what? It's. I think it has just been the weather, really. It's been like 25 degrees all week. I've got a great tan. Like, it looks like I've been in Cyprus for two weeks. That's the one thing I miss about London is the parks in summer beautiful like you yeah. can just sit down have a picnic go for a big walk that's the thing I've, I've started to really appreciate being in London during the summer like apart from having to get on the tube and stuff it's like the only time of the year that we do get nice weather so I feel like we should make the most of it and then go away when the weather gets rubbish here yeah but why is everyone so miserable there well that's just because <laughs> of the tube <laughs> is that do you think that's it the p- people have to because I'm moving to Manchester, so I was like looking at commute times and different stuff like that. And it's like 20 minutes to get to like the city centre from where I'm going to be living. Like even less sometimes. What we've learned is Australia, yes. America, no. Sunshine, yes. Always sunshine. Yeah. More, than, more than a week travelling, no. What? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I just said it, it's never just, appealed to me the same way that it does some other people. Like some of my friends are desperate to go to like Sri Lanka and Thailand and all of that. Like I'd like to go. Like I'm not saying I wouldn't, but for I'm like not. less than a week, as long as there's no natural disasters. I feel like I've given off the wrong message. Here. I think you have. <gasps> you sound happy though. I just, <laughs> I'm just saying it's less of a you know burning desire. I feel like I need to do ASAP. I was going to say, where's the happiest in the world that you've been? <laughs> the happiest in the world that I've been? See, I think I've got two. I think I've got two. Go on. Can you I can say, say two? two. Mm, I don't know. No, I'll say one. Okay. <gasps> so my one is Vietnam. Now, something about Vietnam is just so crazy the people are beautiful and there and there's there is so much poverty there but everyone's so no matter do you know what yeah. i mean like you look in london and everyone's kind of traveling to well-paid jobs and they're kind of miserable yeah. but then you're in vietnam and everyone's kind of got nothing they're so happy. but they're still kind of living their best life and it would it was beautiful to meet some of the people and just sit there and like you you're not being pretentious you just sat on little stalls on the side of the road drinking coffee and eating like Faux noodles, I think it's pronounced few, uh, few noodles, and um, yeah, yeah it's, it's just kind of it was such a happy moment because people are so down to earth, yeah. So, I think Vietnam, because obviously, you've got like just pe- people who have nothing but like they feel like they've like they've got everything. It, do you know what I mean? You don't need to have lots and lots of money to be happy, and I think that was a place that you kind of realized something like that. Thank you for listening, guys. My name's Jack Frimston. My name's Sarah Sabar, and join us for the next episode where we will be joined by our very first and special guest, who goes by the name of Jackie Big Tits. You can't say that. Yes, you can. It's her name. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll see you next week then.